Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and we have a cool show for you this week, or this episode. I keep saying week, but I need to get it in my head. This is a twice-a-week podcast, but we have a cool episode for you today. Kia premiered their new EV9 SUV. The EV9 is a really cool-looking vehicle, so I thought it might be fun to listen to some clips from the premiere and then chat about those after we listen to the clips. Before we get into our first clip, I do need to say (laughs) that this is why Allison Sheridan is amazing. She edited our our chat, and she made me sound uh, somewhat intelligent. I said I didn't sound like a buffoon, but we settled on uh, I downgraded from buffoon to clown. But she did a really good job editing. So I'll put, again, a link to her show notes uh, where we talked about three electric vehicles that you can get under $30,000 U.S. And you can find that show. It's the Nocilla cast. You can find that show at podfeet.com. But again, I'll put a link in the show notes. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our presentation. And if we, after the presentation, if we have a little bit of time, we'll jump into some EV news. But I don't, I don't know if we'll have time or not. So here we go. Uh, first up, we are going to hear from Ho Sung Song, uh, president and CEO of Kia. He's going to give his opening remarks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Kia EV9 World Premiere, a very important next step in Kia's exciting transformation. Since the relaunch of the Kia brand in 2021, we have been working to create products that inspire you and services and solutions that make your relationship with Kia more meaningful. Our first dedicated EV, the Kia EV6, was the perfect embodiment of our new brand. EV6 and now the high-performance EV6 GT have won the hearts of the world's media and consumers since their launch. And in line with our commitment to achieving carbon neutrality by 2045, we are on track to complete a full EV lineup of 15 models by 2027. Meanwhile, we are building on one of Kia's most recognized global strengths, our long tradition of developing state-of-art market-leading SUV product. Based on our long legacy as a pioneer of the SUV segment, we are now spearheading it toward an electrified future with a long-awaited introduction of the Kia EV9. We have completely envisioned how an electric SUV should be designed. The innovative space will allow you to rediscover the inspiration of driving and the experience of connected, exciting, and safe driving has been redefined thanks to leading-edge technologies. As you'll see, the EV9 will reshape the way we move. All right. So throughout the whole presentation, there's actually music backing the presenters. There's not music backing me. So when it switches from the presenter, which is all calm and meditative music, and then it goes straight to me, which is all all, uh, bozo and buffoonery, and clownishness, it's going to be jarring. So I apologize about that. But he talked about a few things here. He talked about the EV6 and the EV6 GT, which is the sporty version of the EV6. 
He talked about being carbon neutral by 2045, and that would be Kia being carbon neutral by that time. 15 EVs by 2027, which seems underwhelming compared to what a lot of automakers are promising, but honestly is also more realistic compared to what I think a lot of automakers are promising. So I applaud them for their restraint and not saying there's going to be 3,000 new EVs by 2030 and 2030 rolls around and we got three new EVs, not anywhere close to the, the number that they announced. Throughout this clip, there was a little walk around of the vehicle. They started at the top of the car um, on the on the roof. We have a glass window over the driver and passenger seat in the front row. Um, I don't know if that's a sunroof or a moonroof or if it's just a, plane, a pane of glass. And then there's a secondary uh, piece of glass that's a little bit bigger over the second and third rows. But the roof is mostly made out of metal. Moving down from the top to the side profile of this vehicle, it's four doors. You have nice aerodynamic lines. The video shows blacked out glass all the way around, but it's not likely that it's going to be totally blacked out like it shows in the video because that's illegal in a lot of states. But more than likely, there'll be a really nice tint to the glass. The doors have these nice recessed door handles, and they have what looks like side mirrors, but they're actually cameras. And if you look later at the interior shots, on the front two doors, the driver and passenger side, there's a screen that presumably is used for those side cameras as mirrors. There's a screen right there. Um, I don't know if I like the way that that looks. It feels very clunky. I don't know if it's attached to the dash or it's attached to the door. It's right in that corner. In either case, when I look at that part of the car, it's my least favorite thing about the car. That it's not, I, I don't like that it's there. It doesn't look good. Like the whole interior is this great, uh, almost minimalist look to it. And then you see these big clunky screens in the side. So I don't know if that's going to make it into the production version, but in either case, and maybe it looks better in real life, but it didn't look good on the video. It's got some great looking wheels. Um, if you look at the front of the car, it looks like a Kia. I don't really have much to say about that, uh, but it does have a frunk. It looks like from the video that the space is small, but it's bigger than what you get in the Ionic 5 and the Ionic 6, which is basically like a pocket to put your stuff. This looks like you can actually put some groceries in there. Not as big as what you would find in the F-150 Lightning and probably not as big as what you'd find in the Model 3, but not much smaller than what you'd find on the Model 3, judging from the video. There's nothing special about the back of the car. Uh, overall, I think this is a really good-looking SUV. It looks like a Kia, but it doesn't look like any of the Kias that are internal combustion engines. It looks like its own thing with its own design language. Uh, Great-looking car. Now let's hear from Karim Habib, who is head of Kia Global Design. So let's go ahead and listen to his clip. For our new dedicated EV, the Kia EV9, we started by challenging ourselves. We wanted to create a groundbreaking EV with an authentic and bold SUV character. We believe this typology is essential for the future of innovative EVs. Guided by this conviction and Kia's opposite united design philosophy, 
the EV9 identity was born. A fully dedicated EV, solid, capable, and refined. The body reflects our design philosophy with a sleek fuselage and boxy triangular shoulders. It brings together two contrasting volumes to create a strong character. Despite its unique upright profile, and with the help of our engineering colleagues, who spent tireless hours in the wind tunnel, the EV9 achieves very efficient aerodynamic performance. Minimal airflow openings and vertical headlamps seamlessly mesh in with the digital tiger face. A confident and recognizable front expression is now recreated with a futuristic touch. With clean, pure surfaces and a distinctive three-branch light signature, the rear stance, reminiscent of a boat tail's cabin, is at once both strong and sophisticated. He mentions the tiger-faced uh, grille. When the headlights are actually turned on, there's some pixels uh, similar to what they have on the Ionic 5. They're just in different positions. When the headlight turns on, it does kind of look like the, the front of a tiger's face. Uh, I don't know how else to explain that, uh, but when he said it and you see it in the video, it I can see where they got that. It does kind of have that look. All of the exterior colors were inspired by nature. They did have uh, Marilla Beal on, uh, head of CMF Design, but I, I cut her stuff out because I can just tell you in two sentences, exterior colors were inspired by nature. Everything in this car is inspired by nature, according to them. And they're increasingly using plant-based materials for the interior, and they are phasing out leather and stuff like that. We're going to jump into our next clip, which actually talks about the interior of the vehicle. While we have not yet achieved our long-term sustainability goals, we keep improving, are more sustainable, and more respectful of nature with every new product we make. Inside the EV9, we focused on improving interaction between user and vehicle, but also between occupants. We want to provide the technology and the space to make every journey meaningful. The wide display extends from the driver to the passenger. This horizontal layout works naturally with a long, light and minimal dashboard. We simplified commands and focused on the essentials to provide a clear interface for our users. We use the best attributes of our innovative eGMP platform to create a flexible seating arrangement and a generous sense of space. We want to give our users the freedom to interact and communicate with one another. The room for adults and children alike to sit comfortably from the first to the third row. And the time and space to be filled with memorable human experiences. But beyond that, in our view, the eGMP platform allows for some impressive driving technologies, making our EV9 a truly smart vehicle.
All right. There's a lot to, to talk about in this clip. So first of all, you can fold the back seats down from the infotainment screen in the front of the vehicle. If you don't have kids, you may not think this is a big deal. Or if your kids came to you later in life, they were a little bit older when they came to live with you, then this may not seem like a big deal. But for me, somebody who who had twin infants, anything, and I mean anything, that could remove a bunch of steps was a big deal to me. So being able to fold down something like a seat with the push of a button so that I could put in, let's just say, so that I can uh, put the Costco groceries in the back of the car. I just push that button. The kids can stay in their car seats. I don't have to get them out. It, it reduces maybe two and a half minutes out of my day, but that's two and a half precious minutes to a parent. So I like that. The instrument cluster and the infotainment screen is actually one panoramic wide display. So it goes from behind the steering wheel to between the passenger and driver. Kind of sits off the dash a little bit. It's not integrated into the dash. But the screen itself is similar to what Byton was trying to do. And if you don't know who Byton is, they were an automaker from China. They had this beautiful display that went from one side of the vehicle to the other. It was built into the dash. It was really pretty. It was just this great looking screen. Unfortunately, uh, Byton was set to sell, start selling vehicles in California or they got approval to, and then the pandemic hit and then they just never pulled themselves out of it. So really it's unknown if they would have survived had the pandemic hit or not, but yeah, it was a cool company and I'm, I'm sad to see, uh, that they went away. But anyway, it's got this beautiful panoramic display. It's, it's really nice looking, some of you will be happy to know that the car still has some buttons, knobs, and some touch surfaces to control the infotainment system. So right below the infotainment area between the passenger and driver, on the dash, there's these uh, touch surfaces that it says home, map, search, media, favorites, and setup. Another cool thing that they have is they have a tactile uh, volume control. So it's this cylindrical uh, control knob with grooves that rotates, right? So you just use your finger or thumb, you spin the knob up or down to make the volume go up or down. It's really smart. It's very tactile. I would imagine that it feels very satisfying when you make the volume go up or down because you're not turning the knob, you're literally turning this cylinder to make the volume go up or down. And there's another touch surface just above the volume control, which looks like it's there to turn on or off the radio. Really well designed, the, the whole setup. There's some other buttons and knobs and things on the steering wheel, but we didn't get a good look at those in the video. But really, really well thought out from what I saw. All right, let's talk about the seats. You have powered seats, so you can move the seat forward or back. You can recline the seat, adjust your lumbar, all of that's powered. The second row seats, we talked about this a few weeks ago, they will actually swivel so that you face the third row if you want to do such a thing. And then they also have relaxation seats that are heated with a massage function, which I hope those are in the front seats, to be honest. Actually, I, that would probably kill me now that I think about it, because after a long 48 hours uh, shift of not getting any sleep, which we rarely ever do where I work, 
uh, and driving home with the heated seats on and the massaging on, it, I would probably fall asleep and then uh, die. So maybe I won't get that feature. It's got a 15-speaker premium sound system and then ambient lighting as well. All right, so that's enough of the interior. It looks really great. It looks super roomy inside. I don't know about that third row, how roomy that is, but the seats in the in the second row will move forward if you need a little extra leg room for the people in that third row. Overall, a great looking interior though. Next up, we're gonna hear from Sang Lee, and he is gonna talk about the driver assist features in the Kia EV9. At Kia, we are confident that the future of mobility is now. And that's why Kia's latest driving assist technologies push us one step closer to full autonomy and are designed to provide smart, real-time assistance for you and your passengers in a variety of circumstances. In certain global markets, our new Highway Driving Pilot System, or HDP, is targeting level three conditional autonomy. HCP can help make your daily commute or even more adventurous journeys more relaxing and give you added confidence. Under certain conditions and when properly equipped, the EV9 is designed to maintain a set distance from the car detected ahead, while also keeping the vehicle within detected lane markers all without having to touch the steering wheel. Thanks to advancements in LiDAR technology, the Kia EV9 is available with remarkable environment scanning technology. Our engineers focused on how to intelligently combine captured images so that the vehicle can better detect potential hazards ahead long before the driver might be able to see them. A total of 15 sensors including two LiDARs, allow the EV9 to detect objects at the front, back, and sides of the vehicle. And following the EV9's market introduction, even more advanced features will be available through OTA updates. The Kia EV9 also respects your freedom of choice. The Kia Connect Store allows you to browse innovative features for personalizing your vehicle, even after initial vehicle purchase. In other words, we have reduced the anxiety of having to make important purchase decisions on the spot. Making things even easier, over-the-air software updates mean you can customize your vehicle from the comfort of your own home. Choose from a range of features like Remote Spark Parking Assist 2.0, Acceleration Boost, and the latest digital grill lighting patterns. It's as simple as updating an app on your smartphone. All right. So one of the things that he happened to mention was Level 3 Conditional Autonomy. And Mercedes is doing something similar in Nevada and California with a level three autonomy under certain conditions. They're approved for that. I would imagine that Kia would have to get the same permissions probably from every state here in the U.S. to make that work. Ford says that they're also working on similar features, and we'll talk about that on Friday. 
This vehicle has two LiDAR up front and 15 sensors surrounding the car. Kia's assistive driving technology is called, let's see here, Highway Drive Pilot. Not the greatest name ever. And at some point in time, uh, they showed that you can eventually watch a movie while you're driving. I would imagine you can watch a movie also while you're sitting and parked. But they really didn't go into any details about the inf- you know, entertainment features of the vehicle. It does have Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, though. So that's, that's a good thing. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. They're going to have the Connect Store which will sell different features. So that'll probably keep the the car price down. They showed off the remote smart park assist where the uh, two where the car parks itself. In the demonstration, the presenter was on a smartphone and he was in the connect store app on his phone. He clicked to buy the remote smart park assist two feature and he was given two choices, unlimited, which I would imagine is just you buy it outright, or a subscription. So it sounds like he is going to get into the subscription feature game. Um, some of the other things in the Connect Store were acceleration, acceleration boost, excuse me, and front grill light pattern, which I don't know who's going to want to buy a front grill light pattern, but okay, whatever. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this because I don't want to be um, upsold on things like heated seats or massage seats because you've already put the technology in the car. And technically, because you're not going to sell the car at a loss, you've already I've already paid for that technology. However, I am okay with paying a little bit more for like the remote uh, parking feature where it parks itself. If I want to purchase that, I'm okay with that. That's a that's a software upgrade. I think that's fine. Uh, you know, the other thing, acceleration boost. I don't really want that. So if you're not going to charge me for it, I'm okay with that. You know, that's a software upgrade. I'm totally fine with that. I'm never going to buy that front grill light pattern uh, upgrade unless it's like five bucks then maybe i'll do that to play with it i guess what i'm saying here is there is a fine line between offering different services for your vehicle like an entertainment package right i'm okay with paying for an entertainment package i wouldn't necessarily want a subscription but let's say i pay for the ability to stream netflix to my car I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with paying to activate a hardware feature that my car already has, like heated seats or massage. And I'm not saying that's what Kia is doing. Some other automakers are doing that. But I I think it's a fine line for these automakers, and they need to be very careful. I do like that Kia gives the option for unlimited or subscription. uh, Because I don't want to have a subscription plan. I want to pay you one-time Um, But I understand that there's others out there who maybe just want to use a subscription because it's more affordable or maybe they don't want to use it for, you know, a long time. They just want to use it for a couple of weeks or something. Well, that's that's fine, too. So I I like that they're giving us an option. Next up, we're going to talk a little bit about range. So let's jump into that. On certain long range models, we are targeting an electric range of 541 kilometer on a single charge. And a mere 15-minute charge lets you travel up to 239 kilometers thanks to an ultra-fast 800-volt charging system. In addition, 
robust dual motor performance and towing capacity of up to 2,500 kilograms, depending on market, ensure power and real-world utility. And the EV9 is ready for your adventures thanks to the highly advanced traction control system. And in certain global markets, auto terrain mode. Now, imagine this, a huge portable power bank, always right by your side. The convenient vehicle to load feature will bring new functionality beyond expectations, giving you the freedom to power electronic appliances like laptops or even camping equipment for the ultimate driving adventure. When shopping for an EV, safety should be one of the most important deciding factors. The EV9 boasts advanced engineering design and technologies. Kia's engineers designed the EV9's frame structure with the goal of offering class-leading levels of occupant protection and battery safeguarding. Thanks to the world's first patent-pending B-pillar connection structure technology and a chassis with high torsional stiffness. What's more, the EV9 is engineered to maximize the energy dispersion generated during any potential impact. While especially designed, battery housing helps to ensure high levels of safety. As I hope you can see, the Kia EV9 provides the freedom to expand the boundaries of every journey. Okay, so 541 kilometers, which is 336 miles on a single charge, very impressive. There was a little disclaimer, and that is that that range is based off a two-wheel drive long-range um, EV9 with a 99.8 kilowatt-hour battery, and that range is also just estimated. It has not gone through any official testing by the government. This will likely be the longest-range uh, vehicle offered, at least initially. He mentioned that a 15-minute charge will get you about... 239 kilometers or 148 miles. So that's pretty good. Seems like it could be better, but maybe I'm just thinking about this all wrong. You tell me, Bodhi at 918digital.com. They also mentioned that there's 5,000 pound towing, uh, which is great. If you're somebody that needs more uh, towing capacity than that, then this isn't your vehicle. Advanced traction control, auto terrain mode, and vehicle to load, which means that you're able to plug an adapter into the charge port and then, you know, charge like your laptop battery. Or if you're camping and you have an electric grill, you can use the electric grill or you could uh, power lights or radio or a blender, whatever you need to do. Or if your power goes out at your house, you can power your refrigerator, for instance. It's not going to be it's not going to power your whole house, but it, it can be useful for sure. All right, our final clip here is actually just a kind of a commercial, but it wraps everything up, so I thought I'd leave it in. The Kia EV9. A perfect synergy of SUV styling and EV innovation. It's not just a better way to move. It's a way to expand life's boundaries. Not just a roomier space, but a space to discover what truly inspires you. 
It's a whole new driving experience that will reshape the way we move. All right, that is it. But before I leave you, I do have some additional information on the Kia EV9. And I lost the screen I was on. Hold on just a second, please. All right, here's some additional specs. For the Kia EV9, the drag coefficient is 0.28. The Model Y for reference is 0.23 and the Model X is 0.24. The drag coefficient on this isn't too far away from the Model Y and the Model X, which is not too bad when you consider the EV9 is essentially just a rectangle. Like there's nothing really that fancy about it. Uh, I'm sure there's things that I wouldn't recognize as, you know, an engineer, that they're doing that another engineer would appreciate, but it basically just looks like a rectangle uh, from the untrained eye. It'll have a single motor version, which is zero to 62 or zero to hundred kilometers in 9.4 seconds. There is also another version that will get you there in 8.2 seconds, but you know, still it's an SUV. It's used to transport your family, not, you know, drag race. The dual motor is the version where you get the 5,000 pound towing that we talked about earlier, and it'll go zero to 60 in around six seconds. You'll get, uh, let's see, two different battery sizes. We mentioned the 99.8 kilowatt hour battery. In addition, you'll also have an option for a 71.6 kilowatt hour battery. They didn't go into detail on what the range looks like for that smaller battery. You can configure this vehicle as a seven-seater if you would like. I'm sure that costs extra. Kia didn't give much information about the interior specs, like how big everything is, but they did say that the footprint is similar to that of the Kia Telluride. So um, crawl around a Telluride at your local dealer and you can get an idea how much room is in this vehicle. Autoblog says that there is a frunk, but it's very small, which is really sad to me because it looked like in the picture that it was it was a fairly decent sized frunk. So I'll have to go into that in more detail. Uh, hopefully I can find a picture that gives or maybe some specs that gives the the actual size of the frunk. Electrek is reporting that there will be vehicle to grid capabilities for this vehicle, which is fantastic. I didn't see that anywhere else, but Electrek's a trusted source. There's no pricing information as of this time. Um, this vehicle is going to come out in Korea first, and then eventually it'll work its way to Europe, North America, South America, and the Middle East in the second half of 2023. So, not too far away. Overall, I thought this was a great vehicle. There were very, very little that I did not like. I wasn't a big fan of those screens that I told you about for the side mirrors. And I was not a big fan of the rear of the vehicle simply because it just looked you know, uninteresting. Like the EV6 has a really interesting look if you're looking at it from behind. The EV9 just looks like the back of an SUV. Not the end of the world, but, you know, two really small things. Not not that big of a deal. All right, that is it for me today. If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. If you want to find me on Twitter, 
I am at 918digital. I am also on Mastodon, which I can't remember what... <laughs> can't remember what my handle is so i am if i remember on friday i'll mention that on friday if you're on mastodon and then uh yeah i hope everyone has a wonderful day make sure to check me out on allison's podcast because it was a lot of fun and i will talk to you on friday 